Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Today's Going Off Track features Josh Lord. Josh Lord is a renowned tattoo artist, a good buddy of ours. He owns Eastside Inc., Graceland, a fantastic restaurant. He's an entrepreneur, and you have seen his art gracing the likes of me and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, But what you don't know about Josh could fill a room. So we're going to talk a lot about him. But right now, I need to talk about fashion. Um, I'm wearing a pair of shorts that aren't really shorts. As quoted by Lemmy in Lemmy's fantastic document, documentary, Lemmy, uh, there's a picture of Lemmy wearing short jean shorts. They look like Daisy Dukes. And they interview Scott Ian from Anthrax. He talks about how they were recording in the same studio in LA as Motorhead. And there was a Miss Pac-Man machine there. And Lemmy is known for playing Miss Pac-Man. And he would always, every day, just be leaning up against this machine wearing these super short shorts <laughs> that you could see like his ass in. <laughs> And Scotty and said, dude, let me, I got to ask about the shorts. And he went, he's like, well, you're wearing pants. And he went, no, I'm wearing shorts. It's like, no, 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 those are pants. These are shorts. <laughs> so right now, uh, Brad and Jonah and Steven here, uh, Brad and Jonah wearing very fashionable shorts above the knee. Now that for a while, dudes weren't wearing shorts above the knee. You're wearing shorts going a little bit below the knee, kind of like, you know, a girl's skirt in Catholic school. It's got to be below the knee. My shorts are below the knee and I'm feeling very self-conscious about it. I'm feeling like the old guy trying to look cool. So, um, <laughs> but you are wearing a forgetter shirt, which is pretty cool. I'm wearing a forgetter shirt. Um, and, uh, the only thing not cool about the shirt is it's kind of a, I didn't go for the purple like Jonah did. I went for the, the kind of sallow, and as a very white person, I, I just... Sallow. Isn't that what the shirt is? Is and that I, a real color? Is that a color? Maybe I, it's a description of a color. Sallow. Does it have a silent P on the beginning? Just silent J. <laughs> I also started this this work as a linguist where I'm making up words to, to offend people on, who work for the Oxford English Dictionary. Um, for, for taking out the term VJ, I'm angry. That they is ru- ridiculous. They ruined my career. So I have to go buy a pair of shorts and expose my knees. I just need to know from you guys who are actually fit, is it okay? Is your knee okay? Yeah. Can I, can I pull this off? Yes, Am I, like, sexy enough? Yes. All right. Do it. I think you need to be objective. So Liberate I'm gonna go, your knee. I'm going to go. <laughs> my knee has been held down by society for too long. Let it free. Did you know when, when we would do interviews out in, um, on the field, we, we worked at Warp Tour, 
uh, when I worked at Fuse, Fuse would not let me wear shorts. What on they Warp were, Tour? They were they were. Really? How did you get in? They were offended. <laughs> <laughs> they were offended by my knees. That's insane to me. They would make me wear jeans, and I remember there was this guy who worked at Fuse. I think he still might work there. He brought me in and told me I was fat. <laughs> Said I had to lose weight. Wow. And I got really angry, and I went, you know what? I'm aging. I'm in. I'm in my late thirties. Can't we just say it's okay? That your metabolism slows down and you will get a gut. Can't we be those people? And he said, no, you need to go to a trainer. And I said, so you're telling me as, as you know, uh, uh, an executive here, I need to go work out. Yes. All right. Well, then by my contract, you need to pay for that. So they paid for me and I got like this crazy mixed martial artist trainer. Wow. And I would go work out and nice. I got in really great shape. It was awesome. But I also learned that when you go to a trainer, and I guess it's kind of like doing yoga or running or anything. It's, I've mentioned this before. It's, it's like S and M. You have the safe word. They can yell at me all I want. I don't have to do the fucking pushups. <laughs> all right. Down for uh, your Shavasana one. Go to, go to warrior seven. You can be like, no, I'm going to do happy baby pose. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to do corpse pose. My favorite. Corpse yeah. pose is the greatest. <laughs> it's a good pose. <laughs> but isn't that the whole point of yoga is yoga is to get your brain ready to meditate, right? That's kind of the function of yoga. Get your body, like like work your body out so your brain can get to a point where you can focus. Right, you don't sure. Think yeah. about your body or sleep as 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 I would do in class. Ever ever find yourself snoring in yoga? No, but I I hear people once in a while. <sighs> it's so embarrassingly awesome. Brad, did you ever do yoga? I have done yoga, not only a few times. I I did like it. I just couldn't make stuff for me to make the time. But you bike it. though. That's your jam, right? Mm, yeah, I do bike every day, but it's not really, I don't feel like it's a real great, even though it's like, you know, it's like four minutes of uphill hell. I don't feel like that's really a valid cardio. Uh, I think you need, don't you need like 20 minutes of cardio to really make it actually count? I think I'm just killing myself. I think. <laughs> do, you, do you bike to the studio? Yeah, every day. Oh, so you just go over the bridge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that bridge, I mean, it's got some... Some uphill to it. Oh yeah, it's this really would be steep. the Williamsburg or Brooklyn? yeah Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Williamsburg. Oh yeah. I mean that's the bridge is the bridge is sixty percent of my commute probably. Yeah, because it's just like I live almost under it, and then once you get off on the other end, you're almost here. So. That's true. I've never walked or gone over any of the bridges. Really? I've driven, but I've never like walked, and I always meant to do it before I moved out of Manhattan. You never realize what you should have done while living there. Yeah. It's great walking over leave. all those bridges. Yeah, it is. It's really great. I uh, took um I had some cousins in from uh out of town a couple of years ago and we were trying to think of what would be the coolest like most New York like kind of thing to do. So you beat up a homeless We took guy. a we, we took the subway out to Brooklyn and took him to this really cool like just real homey Italian restaurant in Brooklyn Heights and then walked back over the Brooklyn Bridge. That's at night. cool. You know, this is like September, I think. I had the it's same really cool. thought, and I took everyone to um, shit. It's uh, took them to shit. It's like, I love that club. No, I took. Oh, that's a great club. <laughs> yeah, it's in the West Village. Um, it's actually called Scat. Um, no, I, I was like, this. Let's do something really New Yorky. Um, you know, like like something super cool. So I took them up to um. There's this newspaper. And uh, they have like like the area around the newspaper is named after the newspaper, so it's up around 42nd. So I took them to Times Square, 
Yeah, set up and pay off. <laughs> I was, I was trying to. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> but you're one, you, Brad. You're one of those old school New Yorkers who like you want the the whores and passport photos to come back to Times Square. I, well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> you're like I never go to Times Square, so I don't really care. Yeah. At this point, I don't care. Oddly yeah. enough, this is one of the topics that you and Josh Lord discuss: the the anger at Giuliani. Yeah. Taking all the fun out of New York and moving it over to 11th Street. Yeah. 11th at, yeah. It is, it is, you know, I, I feel like I'm okay with losing some of the crime, but it's just gone. It's swung so far in the opposite direction, especially like those kind of neighborhoods where it literally, literally is Disney now. You can look on, on, on any map. You can Google this. You can Bing it, even Dogpile. But look at the maps and focus on the number of Starbucks and McDonald's. <laughs> in manhattan and it's more than certain states yeah there's none here in williamsburg which is like pretty amazing uh in cal in los angeles where i used to live in los feliz there's no starbucks you know my uh my favorite cartoon i saw in like the new yorker or something like last year remember starbucks they they had they did a big down, downsizing, and they closed. It. I actually closed a bunch of Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a cartoon of a you know like a middle aged couple sitting in their apartment, and like man's looking at the paper, goes, "Oh, looky here, they're closing." You know, twenty one hundred Starbucks across the country, and the woman goes, "Oh, they're not. They're not closing either. The ones in our apartment are they?" It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ba-dum-pa. I knew. A, I knew a guy who had a Starbucks set up in his house. Was it Tommy Lee? It was Tommy Lee. <laughs> Tommy Lee has a lot of tattoos, which leads us to today's guest, Josh Lord. Actually, I don't think Josh has tattooed Tommy. Maybe he has. I don't know. That guy's done so many people. Look up up Josh Lord's stuff, everybody, online, and you'll be amazed at the work this guy's done. And he's a cool dude. It's going on. This office job I had, and I picked up, and our phones were, like, screwed up for a whole week. And I picked up the phone one day and just heard these two... I mean, it sounded like two actors, two Brooklyn guys in mid-conversation. And I realized, I'm like, hello? Hello? And I realized they couldn't hear me. So I, like, I always had a little pocket recorder because I was a songwriter. <laughs> and I just put up the phone. It was like, hey, Bobby, yeah, I mean, what are we doing here, you know? Like, I mean, I can't believe it's already June and, you know, I got to pay the rent. And, I mean, it was it literally sounded like a it sounded like a skit. Like a welcome back and I recorded. Show. I had this, like, two-minute <laughs> skit of these two guys talking to each other. And it's just like. I mean, what are we gonna do, Bobby? I gotta, I gotta hit the lotto or something. <laughs> I mean, it sounded. I'm doing a good job of. Oh wait, but, how, you just picked up your phone and. That... Yeah, our phone systems were screwed up at this job I was at. Oh okay. And like it was, it kept happening like intermittently, and so this was just a jackpot call. <laughs> like they hadn't called us or anything. It was literally like two dudes having a conversation somewhere else. <laughs> when I was in high school, I I, I remember joking around and you know we all had the phone with the touch buttons on the wall and i took the hook off and i hit it seven times i shit you not the other line said white house switchboard and i went ah and i just hung up no real quick. way yeah. <laughs> you freaked me the hell like out like the little tappy guy that you hang up on no i i yeah I, I literally hit all like all the keys just like wham wham wham, wham. oh you punched it you were yeah. punch dialing yeah just yeah. all of it just just not angry right. just Gentle punches. Just hanging out. (laughs)
gentle, common punches. Who knew that's the way to call the White House? Yeah. <laughs> because when you really need the White House, you have no time to dial. <laughs> just smack it just, in. God bless it. <laughs> there are Russians here. <laughs> Russians and Nicaraguans. I'm, it was the age. I'm in Alaska. <laughs> I can clearly see the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Russians I'm worried about. It's these damn Inuit. <laughs> damn Canadians. <laughs> Cursing out Canadians and Eskimos is how I like to begin every podcast. With their and, uh, syrup and their fancy red outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Always lording it over us, the way they say A. You know, lording over is probably the best segue we could have to introduce you. <laughs> we, we, have, we have renowned tattoo artist, entrepreneur, Josh Lord with us today. Just lording around. Who, oddly enough, we met because I had decided to get something tattooed on my arm on television, called up his studio based on the fact that you were down the street from my apartment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I looked at the website and I was like, this dude's awesome. Called up and I think you answered what, yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) My philosophy has changed since then. (laughs) Yeah, not not in the slightest. (laughs) And we brought cameras in. It was cool. And I did this intro and I said, I did like the, the tacky television host intro that you just see all the time. I went, so I'm here with my good friend, Josh Lord, and you went without blinking, oh, and now we're friends. <laughs> but see, now we and are it friends. Worked, and it was like, wow, yeah. I like this dude. We're going to hang out. <laughs> it was very, very cool. <laughs> got the whole thing on tape. and uh, I was there. It was amazing to witness. Right. It was yes. cinema magic. Yes. Jonah showed up and brought with him his then uh, cruise ship improvisational actress sister, who you can now see on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a big yeah, jump. It's true. Yes. Plus, besides, cruise ships are dangerous nowadays. Oh, yeah, God. they are. Actually, mm-hmm. when we were on the cruise a week before, some woman had died and climbing between two balconies. It sounded so, and her, she was on her honeymoon, and her mm-hmm. husband stayed on the cruise. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> hey, they paid for it. it. That's a good like, buffet. It, it seemed like very strange circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Natalie Wood. Yes, she fell. <laughs> Don't go through the hallway to get ice. It's yeah. right there. <laughs> exactly. Step over for Christ's sake. What's Christopher Walken doing here again? <laughs> Hilarious. So uh we've known each other for a while now and you have uh Eastside Inc. Tattoo Studio. I have to ask the question because I've said this and some people have mocked me. Is the term tattoo parlor still in Usage or do people just giggle? No, I like it. I like parlor. Mm-hmm. parlor. Your place is way classy. When you walk in, it there's nothing on the walls except for some paintings you've done. There's not the little flip books of uh, tribal things. Yeah, we we tried really hard to avoid uh, the traditional tattoo shop um, when we open it. I have two great partners, and but my background before uh, tattooing was in the restaurant industry, and so I was kind of thinking about an open kitchen like an open kitchen design for a restaurant the way that usually in a tattoo shop they have a big red room that you go in i don't know why it's always red and then it's covered in flash and then they take you in the back in the secret area to get tattooed so you know i i thought oh yeah and also they have to somehow be really rude to you. Those are like the rules for a oh. normal tattoo shop. So we thought, what if people were nice <laughs> to you, at, like customer service, and it was big and open and, and white and with marble, you know, and nice dark wood, which which I was really happy with. And we did a cool um, poured concrete floor 
Yeah, and when you walk over that floor, there are items in the concrete. Ah, the secret items. Yeah. Secret yeah. items. You can see the hammer when you walk in. Right, yeah. But why, not, why the hammer? I like the story. The, the hammer is a long and, and relatively boring story, so I'm going to oh, shorten it. Crap. something up. kinds of stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all beginning. started. <clears throat> How did the hammer begin <laughs> as a tool? <laughs> the hammer was first invented. Claw or tack hammer? <laughs> yeah, it's always a ball peen hammer, and if you look, you can find one in um, in uh, Graceland, the other shop, or even the restaurant. The restaurant as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right on. And the symbolism is well, it, really, the symbolism for me is that it, it reminds me of my childhood when I was young. Guest, my my parents. Uh, I was born in New Mexico, up in the mountains, far far away from civilization and uh my parents told me that when i was a baby i wouldn't go to sleep unless they gave me this ball peen hammer to cuddle with and that was like my first cuddle toy so that's the true story i make up other things occasionally to tie it's not it what you family. told me you big liar <laughs> <laughs> this neat story about bikers carrying hammers well that's true there's a huge connection to the tattoo world with the with yeah. the hammers but you cuddled with the hammer Yes, yeah. That's phenomenal. I mean, I I guess... Teddy bear, what, are you going to grow up soft? Yeah, I was pretty much, I was a baby. I've softened (laughs) since then. (laughs) I was a tough baby. That's great. I didn't know you had one in the restaurant as well. Yeah, well, it's it's hidden. It's more hidden. It's in progress, too, actually, because it's part of... (gasps) Almost gave it away. Now you have to go and look for it. It's more fun. I'm going to bury the lead on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and so what, you did restaurants before tattooing? Well, I worked in restaurants mostly my whole life. I've always been in the food service industry since I was like 14. A lot of dishwashing then mm. waiting tables and a little bit, bit of bartending, a tiny bit of cooking, and valet, manager, pretty much everything you could do except uh, own one. It's, it seems like those worlds are so connected now that I feel like every time there's like a reality cooking show, like all of those chefs have like sleeves where I feel like it wasn't, it's like basketball yeah. players too. It like uh-huh. wasn't like that relatively recently. Now it's kind of. I know the chef, the, the cooking world, I think behind the line, it's a really interesting place to be in a restaurant. If you like war, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really like, a, uh, I've rarely met like a nice chef who is also really good because they take cooking and getting the plates out and lunchtime rush as seriously as you could take anything you know so they're, they're really really into it and so there's something satisfying about going into a place and having like a big rush and taking it real seriously and then you don't have to take your work home with you there's no stress or anything afterwards you're just like okay good we did it now you know that's because you're gonna be back at work in four hours <laughs> <laughs> usually true yes <clears throat> it's the worst so were you always like drawing did you know that, that you know Artwork in general is going to be something you want to do because you also paint. I mean, most tattoo artists do a lot of mediums, but yeah, I I don't paint nearly as much uh, as I'd like to. And actually, uh, you know, most of the art at East Side is not my own. I only have one painting there because I've only done like five paintings. But but I would love some excuse to do lots more. It's really restful and stressful at the same time. <laughs> restful and stressful. <laughs> That's a very good definition of painting. But no, I was never really uh, too into art. Uh, I mean, doing art growing up at all. I went to a really cool um, art high school when I was in in Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. called School of the Arts. So you went from New Mexico to upstate? In a, in a roundabout way, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to try to say circuit to us, and I thought I'd mess it up. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> well, I stalled for a second. We can edit that. You're going to yeah. sound so smart. <laughs> you beep out words. Are you recording this? What? I charge a dollar per uh. Uh, pause. We're recording this. It's going to beep in like 30 seconds. <laughs> the trick they always say is to avoid uh, which I'm awful at, is to say and or just breathe. <laughs> That's the whole trick. And if you listen to radio DJs, they're, I don't know how they do it. I have a friend who's a DJ and it's just phenomenal. Even they train themselves to say and or breathe. Yeah, that's it. There's not, it just goes through and there's there's no discussion, no stopping. It's do you actually there. say breathe? Or do you just... <laughs> I, say, I do this and uh, breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I go for exasperation. <laughs> or for, <sighs> for it's kind of my normal state of being. Now, when we, when you were uh, uh, putting needles in my arm, I don't know if I ever told you, I slathered my arm in lidocaine before I came in because I'm a big wuss. I thought you were really tough all this time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no. good. Now, so he was injecting lidocaine under your skin as he as he tattooed you. No, I, I walked. I like literally had a tube of lidocaine from some old dermatological treatment. It was probably a mole getting... What's lidocaine? It's a numbing ointment. Okay. It's, to- it's a topical cream. Mm. Sure, we're all familiar with topical creams. I like topical. <laughs> you put it down there, you can go all night, let me tell you. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> no, on the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wake up. <laughs> I figured if we were doing this on television, I just I wanted to look tough. I really... I mean, it's all lies anyway, so I'm like, whatever. Mm. Shit works. You still like it? Of course, I love it. The last time you've seen it, isn't that yeah. weird to like have art and then it walks away? I love that actually. It's like a, one of the first things I liked about tattooing. It's, it's like a mandala, you know. Oh yeah. You, you just you have to let it go immediately when you're done. You spend all this time intensely trying to make something cool, and then it has a life of its own and it goes. Then you don't fixate it and fixate on it like I would with a painting. So, what was the impetus to go from? I guess restaurants into professional tattooing. Oh yeah, I remember this restaurant I was working at in Rochester, uh, and I was maybe I think I was twenty three, and uh, we had this wild night where we were all hanging out the waiters after work, and we kind of trashed the place in a in a big, you know, uh, can I swear? Yes, yes. In a big fuck you to the place, we were really <laughs> angry at it. Um, and we were all hanging out, and this one waiter, Neil, was like 30, which seemed really old to me at the time, was talking about how, you know, he'd been a waiter at all these different places. And I realized, like, I'm, I don't want to be a career waiter. I don't want to be in this industry forever. And I don't really have any marketable skills. So, you know, you really got to do something else. And so I was torn between, at the time, uh, trying to take up iron work, like uh, welding, and, um, you know, there was this this really talented welding artist, and, and I thought I'd learn how to get up at six in the morning and maybe try welding. But then at the last minute, I was just walking by this tattoo shop, and it had a help help wanted sign on it. And I went in and I just took the job. Wow! So it was literally going from open flame and acetylene and oxygen to I want to hear this buzzing sound for the rest of my life. Yeah, and they hired me because they I mean their standards were incredibly low there. It was a ghetto shop. And you had zero experience. Well, no, not totally. I pretty much though. I mean, I'd never really known how to tattoo, but back in high school, we had tattooed each other a little bit. But that was like needle and thread, and you know, the India, whole India, India ink. ink yeah. yeah, I've heard tale. I've seen many of yeah. those tattoos on people. 
Yeah, you want to you want to see my first? Yes. Don't say what it is. I want to appear tough. Oh boy! Wow, macho. That's beyond masculine. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Dirty (laughs) hippie. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. My first tattoo was on the back of my neck, and well, you have a neck tattoo as well. But yours is cool and done by someone who is kind of renowned as well. My Uh, tribal airline pillow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it'd be cool to get what what. I thought it was a halo on the back of my neck when uh, in reality it just looks like a very poorly drawn ring. And I had long hair at the time. I was like, I'm never going to cut my hair. No one ever see it. This is cool. And I cut my hair and I got this freaking ring. <laughs> There's always the mullet option. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Someone just put up a picture of me with a mullet on Facebook just yesterday, which is very sexy. Um, Say breathe. One of our and... <laughs> Uh, one of our mutual friends, Brad Omar, came up to me at Irving Plaza and saw the tattoo and went, what, you really like calamari? <laughs> and I was like, fuck! <laughs> Damn, that's a good one! So I'm just going to rip that off forever. You win this round. But then after a while, like with tattoos, you realize, ah, it's just tattoos, it's cool. You know? Yeah, you can, yeah. It doesn't matter Well, there's so a much. million things you could also, you know, you could turn it into. I mean, it, it could be worse. If you had a big black rose or something, it might be. But a ring, you could make it into anything. Yeah, I'm just gonna go down and make it a whole bunch of rings. I'm gonna connect them, like big magician's make a spinal rings. cord. <laughs> Have you ever done a spinal cord on somebody? Um, no, no, I don't think so. This is this. Uh, there's one time I asked you about tattooing, and when obviously, and it was <laughs> pretty much a one, one time I you. asked you about <laughs> ballet, and oddly enough, you had an answer. Let's discuss that commonality now that we're here. Yes, we are um, both fans of the Terpsichorean arts, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah. Let's dance. We danced. Yeah. J- uh, Josh and I realized that we both were dancers. Oh, yeah. I was a dance major in college, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was in a ballet troupe when I was like at 10 years old, like touring. Didn't hurt me at all. No way, man. Yeah. Although two days ago, the, ni- the ligament in my right knee just decided to snap. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Ah, wonder, you... wonder when that happened. Oh, man. Are you still dancing at all? No, not in the slightest. No, no I'm da- dancing around, keeping my little girls in line. Yeah. Yep. How long did you dance? I danced for like two years, I think. And, and what, what was your medium of dance? African modern. Right on. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. rooted, very we down to the We did a few uh, ballet classes, but, but uh, barely, barely anything you know, mostly African modern. Where'd you take dance? I took dance from this awesome troupe called uh, Garth Fagan's Bucket. It's a Rochester staple. And their big claim to fame was they um, choreographed The Lion King. Ah. Yeah. So that was really awesome. They were an incredible group. There wasn't one person there without like an eight pack except me. <laughs> what got you interested? It was a fluke. I, the same way I started tattooing, I was just walking down the street and uh, ran into a friend of mine from high school who was who was on her way to the class and invited me. And you know, for some reason, I said yes and tried it out, and it was ridiculously difficult. But then afterwards, they begrudgingly respected my resolve and invited me to keep taking classes. African dance is really, really hard. Oh man, it was so brutal, so brutal. Worse than any. Any other physical activity I'd ever done was working out with those guys. They'd have one day that was just all stomach. Mm-hmm. 
Dancers are ridiculously tough. I remember when I was in college and I was, I was a theater and dance major. Mm-hmm. Double double threat. Okay. Chicks liked me. <laughs> um, actually, the dance thing worked out with the gay part because yeah. there were two other dudes and none of us were gay. And it was fantastic because there's no such thing as a shared dress as a as separate dressing rooms. That's true in, in the dance. dance world. Lots of really. Oh yeah. Stop. Yeah. Saw some boobs. God, it was yeah. ridiculous. Um, so many boobs that I didn't touch. <laughs> <laughs> but we, the, the warm-up was about a, like 45 minutes, and 20 minutes of that was like on your back with your feet in the air, which could, out of context, be right. used in any way. Should we do it right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was literally just all ab work. Yeah, brutal. And I think I, think I, I had a girlfriend for a while couldn't stand me except she just liked how my i was super skinny and my body like was put together she would just come over and do her laundry on your washboard pretty much pretty much <laughs> had the eight pack it was nice remember i had to walk around with a bag of of bagels and eat them all day just because you have to keep right you yeah know, you remember metabolism up. yeah i remember metabolism yeah. <laughs> i haven't what, seen it in a while what happened to you metabolism where have you been why don't you call well since you own an italian restaurant i think that i know yeah that's doing me in a little bit <laughs> So What's I, the name of the restaurant again? It's called V-Bar St. Mark's. It's on St. Mark's and First Avenue. Wow. Yeah, we're open all day. It is a lovely place. Thank you. With fantastic artwork on the walls. Why, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we did a cool job. We, It's an old, uh, what was it called? Uh, St. Mark's Bar and Grill for anybody who's been in the East Village for long enough to Brad. remember it. Oh, yeah. I've, done, <laughs> yeah. I've been there many times. Right? <laughs> so we pretty much tore the whole thing apart and punched a bunch of holes in the walls and made windows where before it was just a scary death box <laughs> <laughs> scary death box that was the name of the chick that's actually a good name for yeah. a restaurant i think good name for a restaurant yeah. or a goth album right or a label <laughs> we're on scary death box we touring in the fall <clears throat> right on Breathe. so um all right so from the dance thing uh this is another one of my favorite things about josh is uh you're very renaissance so how did you walk down the street and end up in China studying Shaolin Kung Fu? <laughs> that that one, I I guess, uh, I, I was taking Kung Fu when I first got to New York because I finally had an opportunity to study with like a, a real Shaolin monk. And I did that for the first few years where I, when I was here. Let myself go since then. But it was an amazing, amazing place. I recommend anybody who has enough free time and you know, really likes to hurt themselves. What's what's China. the whole philosophy behind it? Because, you know, you hear it all the time in comic yeah. books. You're like, you know, the Shaolin and the, you know, Kung Fu, this and that, and the other thing. But what's 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 the meaning behind it for you? Well, I, you know, I, re- I remember this really cool discussion when we were in China. We went up to the Wudan Mountains or Wu-Tang for, for those familiar with the name. And uh, mm. there was this cool meeting between like their monk and our monk, which was like the the head uh, tai Chi guy up there, and then our guy is Kung Fu. Um, and so they were talking, and somebody asked him, like, what's the difference between Tai Chi and Kung Fu? And they, they both laughed in that wise monk way that you see in movies. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, there's no difference. It's just like you're learning one line of physical activity. But if you start with soft focus, that's Tai Chi. And if you start with hard focus, that's Kung Fu. So it's like... Uh, 
I think of it like your personality type. What helps you or what did you need to learn, you know? Do you have a lot of piss and vinegar and aggression? And start with kung fu and like work towards softness. Uh, or if you're like a subtle, soft-spoken person, maybe that's better for you, you know? Start with tai chi and work towards explosive movement. But aren't there like, uh, I mean, weapons in kung fu that you can learn to use and things? Does tai chi have those as well? Yeah, oh yeah, they all have I had weapons. no idea. Tai Chi is, I mean, when we saw the Tai Chi up there, it wasn't like the Tai Chi that I've seen in the park. It's got ex- incredible explosive movements and jumps and flips and all huh. kinds of really neat stuff that, you know, you don't, you don't really see too much. So it definitely wasn't like a soft, dancey kind of movement, although that was there too. It, it definitely, it always, you know, culminated in explosive power. I remember learning a little bit of Tai Chi when I was 17 at this, like, arch thing i was studying and they would you know do the movements and it was you know open your feet slowly raise your arms bring it down and then there was one move that was you know the woman teaching i went you know put your fingers together and go in for the stomach slice and i went wait what hold on <laughs> she went stomach slice up stomach slice i'm like that's the movement she's like yeah it's like well, that's interesting but it was so slow and subtle i had never connected it to anything as i mean it's not self-defense but anything could also be used a martial art you right know what i mean yeah and I had no idea. That's fascinating. Yeah, isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah, it was a super great trip. That was like the first time that he, the monk, uh, his name is um, Xian Ming. Uh, he was allowed back into China after defecting and Whoa. starting his own school for years in New York. So it was cool. It was a really monumental moment, I think, to be there. And a big group of his students went and some of us stayed for longer. Now, was Riza part of your group? Riza was, yeah. Riza was there. The the Rizza. The Rizza. I think honorific. <laughs> That's crazy. Literally, you literally went with someone in Wu Tang to Wu Tang. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> was definitely the first black person that most people had ever seen in China. I think everywhere we went, he they were. He's like seven feet tall too. So yeah. he was shockingly wow. big and black. Aww. And I'm sure Cash rolled everything around him when he was there. Yes, I imagine. <laughs> I didn't actually see Cash ruling everything. I know that it usually does. He did do an amazing, uh, that's one of my favorite memories was we went to like this restaurant at, uh, in the middle of nowhere. And of course, there's karaoke machines everywhere. And someone was doing like a nice Chinese ballad. And then the RZA, of course, <laughs> had to do some freestyle, which terrified everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me someone had a video camera running. Oh, I wish. No, this is, this is totally undocumented. The, definitely the best freestyle I've ever heard. Yeah. You're up with like, you know... I, do, sh- I remember he rhymed China and vagina. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Ah, uh, true master. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good rhyme. It was. Is, is, the, uh, are there, is there more than one Shaolin? monk teacher in in new york or is it just one I, main guy i think there's just one now there was another one and and i forgive me if i'm wrong about this but i think he left because um, he was out maybe in brooklyn i don't remember his name but i just saw something on one of the random science channels i think mm-hmm. it was like a stanley superhuman thing and they totally saw that one is that one yeah. is that your guy uh yeah the guy who can do like the the no inch punch and it ends up being like how many pounds of pressure like he could knock your head off or something but. i think so now now i'm now i'm wondering maybe i'm mixing up two documentaries but but he's on a few of those he's a he's media friendly he's good looking yeah he's, you know handsome handsome monk 
as opposed to the uh, you know giant boils and warts on the monks. Well, you know, at the Shaolin Temple, we saw a lot of the uglier monks that they don't that don't escape to New you York. You guys and are in famous. the back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from the cameras. <laughs> Master Wartface does no crane very well, but never on Channel Five. <laughs> Or woo or whatever the number is. See, this is what I like. You have all these crazy things that just that when talking to you, it's like, oh, yeah, Josh does tattooing stuff. And then halfway through, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and I believe most of this conversation happened as you were, you know, inking up my arm. Well, yeah, I, I remember that. We That was a super fun day. I really, we're bonded for life now, despite the tattoo, just by how much fun we had. I it think. was very nice. Yeah. Um, then we had regular lunch meetings when you still lived in the city. Yeah, right up w- the street. Once a week-ish. It was too much fun. Now that I, yeah. I only saw you guys at Eastside Anchor Manitobas. Yes, yeah. Oh, I, man, I, God, that was rough. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time drinking. Quite a bit, actually. Uh, there was one time involving drinking where I did not drink. I just observed. Uh-oh. Uh My wife was out I of town. I hate stories that start this way. <laughs> <laughs> but the big, I wish I still had the phone with the text on it, which was. Uh, Four in the morning. Uh oh. From Josh. Hey, uh, come down to the. We're opening up the shop right now. Naked tattooing. <laughs> and I went. I'm not into that, but I will be down there in five minutes. <laughs> and I walked down to the shop, which is just one giant window, so everybody could see in. Mm-hmm. It's opened up. It was you and several other several other artists. Yes. In boxers, yeah. with. Beers in plastic cups inside their shoes? Yes, I do recall certain elements of this. Foresight. I was like, why is your drink in your shoe? And this guy went, shoe cozy. I went, okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's harder to knock over. I've done that. <laughs> You've done the shoe cozy. Okay. I was unfamiliar with it. That was my but they first. were holding the shoe. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the part I didn't get. I thought they were like, you know, holding it. It was in the shoe and they're like drinking and putting it. Because it gives it more of a, you know. I get the balance part. That makes sense. People walking around holding the shoe. Yeah, that's weird. That just seemed like, you know, two thermoses. I didn't, you don't get it. It's like they didn't want to commit to drinking out of the slipper kind of deal. Yeah. But it's like, pour it in the van. Go all the way. Come on, Josh. What's up? I'm sorry. I was like, well, what you it. were doing is this, this guy showed up and mm-hmm. uh, uh, immediately, you know, took off his shirt and pants and mm-hmm. everyone's around there in yeah. the boxers. And he was tattooing you. I... I thought it was Bethany. Wasn't Bethany tattooing me? No, it was a guy, and he put on, he did it on your little, um, I guess, tattoo artist, what you call it, your yearbook leg? My junk leg, yeah. Your junk leg, yeah. <laughs> he was tattooing, he, he did knots or something, he was tattooing oh, a knot. Oh, yeah, okay, that's your, your, see, I'm remembering a different naked tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally, I learned more about tattooing from that drunken hour. Yes. Because you yeah. walked this guy through how to tattoo your leg. Well, this is an after-hours thing. Well, let me just clarify yes. beforehand. Because, of course, it would be illegal for someone without a tattoo license to tattoo anybody. So, probably this whole thing never happened. But if it did, uh, yeah. you know, it was a friend of mine who was definitely well, way into his cups already. Yeah. And he did a little knot on my leg because he does aerial work. He does a lot of, like, you know, um, Cirque du Soleil stuff or, like, mm-hmm. swinging people around for for movies and things and so i thought i guess i guess i, I you know you want, you want to see it on the radio yeah there it is it's it's actually awful it's <laughs> this might be my worst tattoo well the funny part is you went don't touch anything else on the leg and that was uh-huh. the first thing he did <laughs> and as soon as the guy dips the 
the, the machine into the ink. He puts the needle to Josh's leg. Josh lets out this blood-curdling shriek and jerks his leg back as hard as he can. I was like, what? It's kind of a tradition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First tattoo scare. The shriek in the pool. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, it wasn't good anyway. You go. <laughs> Have you ever thought of capturing these moments in a, in a reality show? And, and what are your thoughts on the ridiculous tattoo we, reality show? Odd question. Yeah, and right? Very poignant. Poignant. What's good? That's good. Um, I, mixed. I have mixed feelings. First of all, I'm very grateful that uh, the first couple reality reality TV shows about tattooing popularized tattooing to mainstream because now we get a lot more business. However, you know that it's a dangerous two-edged sword. The the uh, the changes that have happened in the industry are good and bad, I guess. You know, some of these shows are just god awful too. Did anyone watch that New York Inc. show? For yes, a few minutes? that's what I'm thinking of specifically. Yeah, it does. It, does a business work like that where you're like, this person seems like they're horrible to get along with. It's going to cause a lot of problems. We should yeah. hire them. We should hire them for drama. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> no one like it, that's the craziest part to me. But that, they're all. I mean, they're fake as hell. You know, all this yeah, stuff is yeah. staged. And, totally. You know, I mean, that I, wasn't even a real shop, was it? Wasn't it like a pop-up kind of thing? Well, I think they made it for the, for the show. show. They opened a giant shop in Soho, first of all, which has got to be an ex- incredibly expensive rent. And and, uh, the, and it was giant for real. Like, yeah, it it's huge. Space. Yeah. yeah. I only uh, saw part of it. Yeah, I, I haven't been inside, you know, because I would burst into flames probably. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of a weird place for Yes. For for a shop. People aren't going to Soho to really get tattooed, you know. We're shopping. Shopping, yeah. For purses. <laughs> Weren't you asked? Well, they asked me to audition. I I, uh, I um, ex- tried to extend that to everyone, you know, at the at the shops, too. So, you know, but to what, see. What didn't years ago, what didn't this uh, network come to you and say, we want to do New York, Inc.? Are you interested? We'd like to do your shop? Yeah, I've, I mean, we've, I've talked to a few various people over the years about it. You know, I've I think uh, it was never like an official contract or anything. Mm-hmm. No one ever really wanted to after after talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> what I always wonder about like LA Inc. though is like, uh-huh. do people tell you about like, oh, I'm getting this tattoo of this mountain because I climb Mount Everest? Like, do they, are you ever like, I don't care. Like, I just want to do this tattoo. I don't need to hear like I usually story. start with, so what kind of cancer do they die from? Then, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's not like that. Yeah, those, the things you see on TV are they're they're casting agents picking people with the most dramatic, sad story, and people that are willing to pay like I don't know three thousand bucks to get a tattoo and tell your story on TV. So it's people who really want to therapeutically cry on TV. You know, they're choosing to do that. My customers are generally happy, and their stories are funny and entertaining. It costs that much to to get one of those tattoos on yeah. the show. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I think twenty five hundred bucks, but you know, I mean. Uh, it probably changes depending on the tattoo right. you want, but it's like a minimum that you're paying to get on there. Isn't it with with tattooing? It's it's not as much. The further along you get as an mm-hmm. artist in right. your years, it's equal parts art as speed. Yeah, I, I mean, when I first started, getting back to uh, the art conversation, I I never I never took advantage of learning art when I was around great artists when I was young. So when I started tattooing, I started from a technical aspect. I tried to learn how to tattoo, uh, meaning, you know, get the ink into the skin properly and get the lines to look clean and, and shading to look smooth and fill in to look real solid. And then after doing that for a couple of years intensely, 
uh, obsessively even, I have to admit. Then I realized, you know, you're, you're not doing anybody any favors unless you learn the art as well. So then I set about trying to learn how to draw and, you know, learn, learn the art from the awesome artists around me. Do you have a specific mentor? Was it one person or was it a group? Well, I credit um, Andrea Elston, the original founder of Eastside Inc., and Patrick Conlon, really, for, for most of my good traits, my good techniques. They, they, I, they both um, were just consummate professionals and incredibly gifted. And just watching them, you know, I realized how, how limited I was just, just being technically focused. You know, those names pop up in your head. Jonah writes for Inked. I do write for Inked. So I've learned a little bit, but I, I don't nice. have any tattoos. I recently learned there's a different gun for outlines and shading. And you're not supposed to call it gun. Oh, you're not? What do you call it? The. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, it's just a machine. Two machines? <laughs> yeah. The old the old timers really kind of get upset about the the gun. Really? But I, you know, I don't care. I'm. I'm well, yours is actually in the shape of an AK-47, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and, and I kill people with it. Well, <laughs> I think you told me the other day, which was interesting, was that tattoo parlors were illegal in New York until, like, relatively recently. Yeah, Josh I was here about, when yeah. it was illegal. It was, I was tattooing it, but it was tolerated by the time I got here. It was, like, marijuana in Amsterdam, you know. Technically, maybe illegal, but there's a bunch of cops getting tattooed, so it's okay. Well, it's like we're talking about psychics. It's illegal to be a psychic in New York. But it's tolerant. I knew you were going to say sidekick. A sidekick. You cannot <laughs> if you're either Bucky or Robin or Wonder Girl. Oh, or you're going Aqualad to jail. Yeah. Or Speedy. Where you'll also be molested. Stop at the tunnel. Right. Yeah. Fuck out. Fuck you, Robin. You in the no, speedos. no. I'm Nightwing now. Oh, then you're cool. Oh, you're cool. <laughs> you don't have a sidekick with you, do you? <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing like a group. A herd of like uh, Asian guys with the massage chairs, like running through the park because there were police cracking down on them. Kind of <laughs> ridiculous, but they're like, "No more massage." Oh, that had to be during Giuliani. That yeah, cock, cock sucker. sucker. <laughs> yeah. I love talking to people who lived in New York before Giuliani. I love it. They're just like, "God damn it." There were whores and people <laughs> shilling passport photos up here, and yeah. now it's an Olive Garden. Yeah, he really Fuck cracked them. down on. Uh, Fun and debauchery, shit. yeah. But legalized tattooing. How strange. Yeah. Huh. So a few years ago, I was uh, I was at home, because uh, that's, you know, where I live. And uh, my wife called me and went, um, we have TMZ on in the office. Josh is on TMZ. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? And boom, there you are. Is that uh, when you were dating Shakira? Yes. That okay. was my... <laughs> I'm sorry, Shakira. You are the shoe About everything. Having met Shakira, um, she is f- like four nine, four eight. She's probably one of the small. She's a- almost a dwarf. Maybe she's just far away. <laughs> she did have weird lighting, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so I go online to TMZ, a website that actually offered me a job years ago. Oh, like yeah. we're looking for hosts and stuff, and I was like, I don't know anything about it. But she's can't bring your she went, soul. Don't. Do it. Yeah, how much <laughs> do you tell me to turn down work? And I went, yeah, she went, yeah, I don't, okay. So I just didn't do it. How much do you get paid for your soul? Yeah, that's gotta, oh, you have to believe How do they souls. remove it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we all know from Pulp Fiction, the soul comes out of the back of your neck. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and come ends on. up in a briefcase. Uh, sure enough, TMZ website, boom, there you are, out in front. And it looked to me as if you were posing for paparazzi. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I never pose. How did this come about? That we we um how do how do you even intro into this? We got a lot of publicity because uh, Rihanna was seen tattooing in our studio, and TMZ called the health department on us. We got raided. Fuckers, yeah. Couldn't just have the story be cool. Yeah, well, I think they... That's the equivalent of taking a picture of Michael Phelps in a bong. It's like, come on. Right. Like, let, him, let him smoke. Please. He swims. I mean, it's not going to affect your swimming. Yeah. <laughs> You're let not her tattoo. It's fun to see. Take a photo of it. Well, there's the thing. You know, I understand uh, there, that there should be... Re, there should be something to keep anybody from just tattooing because it could be dangerous and... You know, uh, could cause besides just the ugly tattoos, it would be a huge health risk. But you know, if a trained professional tattooing fifteen years lets somebody tattoo them, they're it's like you know they're making sure that everything is fine. So you know, I I think it was a little silly. All the so the, so she she comes into the studio now. Does she was there an artist that works for you that like does tattoos for her? There was, but they don't work with us anymore. Not anymore. So she no. came in mm-hmm. and was someone said like here. You want to try it, or she asked? Yeah, basically, uh, it was it seemed like a funny thing to do, and she gave us a tiny little umbrella tattoo. You know, it's like nothing. It was is cute. it is it Patrick who has it literally right on his arm? Yeah, Patrick went for That's the arm. Amazing. So you know, whatever. It was silly. It was just a. Oh, she seemed nice, and it was a funny thing. And you know, I've gotten a lot dumber tattoos from people I like <laughs> less. You know, so it was, it was, but then you know, it really turned into a huge uh, media storm. We were in like every publication that I could think of. We you know about. You know, they they just kind of blew it up and made it seem like it was like this, you know, huge illegal thing with huge fines. Really, we got fined like 300 bucks, not even for, you know, Rihanna because they didn't catch her. It was just one of our artists was from out of town and didn't have his uh, tattoo license at the time. But, you know, I started tattooing when it was illegal and none of us had licenses for (laughs) years. And after that event, I got a license (laughs) after the Rihanna thing. That's what got you. (laughs) Did a lot of people come to the shop after that and be like. I'm getting tattooed here because of that. Not really. It yeah. was surprisingly. I, we got lots of publicity, uh, you know, from it, which was pro- probably positive in the long run. But I can't say that many people are coming in for right. Rihanna. I mean, she's not really like, I don't know, that inspiring to most tattoo people. I think. Yeah, she's got Thug Life tattooed on her knuckles. That's pretty much end game right there. <laughs> but in white though, so it's Thug Life. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, I had a question. I'm sure you saw that tattoo. That girl got the Drake forehead tattoo. Oh, yeah, I did. Some girl got, yeah, yeah, you saw it. And then Mm -hmm. I read an interview kind of with the guy who did it. And I guess it was at a pretty reputable shop. And he was sort of like, well, if we if we hadn't done it, someone else would have done it. I mean, what's your stance on that kind of stuff? If someone comes in and doesn't have a lot of tattoos and wants like a face tattoo. I always try to talk people out of tattoos in general. If I can, then they probably shouldn't have gotten it. But definitely not face tattoos. That's a terrible idea. People with facial tattoos have like the highest rate of suicide ever. I mean, over like asian students at test time like it's really it's ridiculous it's like a it's a cry for help i think right like I'm, my face is tattooed somebody talk to me and look at me yeah someone tell me to stop doing these drugs and move out of my car you know i don't know it's a, there's really nice people with facial tattoos and i've done a couple there's exceptions um but but uh there are exceptions definitely I think tattoos are a bad idea in general, not just on your face, but I mean, like they limit you. They like put you in one category, you know, like you're, it's like a being stuck in like that spot that you got it in. But, you know, there's some of us that are driven to get them despite that fact. And, you know, I, I definitely do believe that if you're, you know, you're going to get 
tattooed, you're you're going to get tattooed. So, I mean, there's some truth to what they were saying, but I would never have let somebody get their face tattooed with that stupid, you know, big black writing on their head. That's, that's awful. That poor lady. Definitely. I mean, is it difficult when sort of you're trying, you think, you're, maybe you try to talk someone out of a tattoo and they kind of go for it anyways, and you're like, all right, like, is there... Yeah, or are you sort of like, oh, well, it's their decision, it's their body. A little, a little of both. I definitely believe in the individual right to choose, even if it's a stupid thing, you know? I mean, I'd, I'd, I would want that right. What about when someone comes in and says, all right, swastika? Well, same, same thing. I, I'd basically tell them that I would do this, but maybe this is something that is part of, uh, you know, the way that you're going to have to learn a life lesson about the f- foolish choices you made, or maybe this is a way of keeping somebody from hiring you in a job that, they shouldn't they wouldn't want you in you know it's like a it's like a rattlesnakes have their rattle you have a swastika on your neck you know <laughs> maybe that's the journey you got to take so i mean i've had that request before and after that speech no one's ever gotten it maybe maybe they got them from somebody else <laughs> <laughs> on their face right yeah. but you know i mean actually i've done swastikas uh, but 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 uh Buddhist swastikas. Yeah, the reverse, you know? yeah. yeah the, the so I'll do it, but nice, only on your forehead. Kinder, the gentler. Place I put a swastika. <laughs> That's it. I'm glad I have tattoos because I make so many stupid decisions in other areas of my life <laughs> that you can only imagine. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Now, when you tattoo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, it's art, so you're basically you know, going on the right side of your brain. But you are, are you know, a talkative person, very mm-hmm. open, mm-hmm. Uh, very honest. So you'll have conversations with people while they're tattooing, yeah. a- having, having been one. Do you find that is inhibitive for you? If or? it's a really tough part of the tattoo or if it's something that I really have to focus on, I'll, I'll be quieter. But I think the conversation is pretty automatic now and I don't really pay attention to what I'm talking about. Sometimes if I have to pay attention to one or the other, I'll just talk on automatic pilot and tattoo more. But but it's pretty easy now for me uh, because the technical aspects that I had trouble with before are much easier now after 15 years, you know, of compulsively doing the same thing. You'd be awful if I wasn't good at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what I always think is fascinating is like you hear like Paul Booth is booked up for the next like seven years. Yeah, but like, he does like one tattoo a month. <laughs> yeah. But like it seems like like popular tattoo right. artists, they're – they book for years in advance. I mean, is that what's your yeah. kind of schedule like? How far do you go? It's awful. I, I mean, I, let me preface by saying I'm, I, it's terrible to complain about being busy, but it's, it's changed. You know, my my whole life revolves around a schedule that I have a lot of trouble changing. So, like, if I'm booked up for a year and I have to take a day off, I can't take that person that I just canceled on and put them at the end of a year so right. that's my day off i'm coming in on which means you lose all your days off you know if you have to change your schedule at all and then there's always somebody you got to fit in or something and i get like you know four or five people a week come in just to guilt trip me about not being able to get in you know so it, it's kind of taking a lot of the fun out of it you know when when you were booked up i think being booked up two weeks is like a perfect amount yeah but being booked up like for a year is awful i booked a console with you just to hang that's true. <laughs> that was great. My best we went over. We went over to Seven B. Had a couple of beers. It was great. And there were other people there consulting as well. I think everyone had the same idea, right? Yeah, I've seen Josh forever, man. He's fucking working all the time. I know it is kind of awful. I I work and then I hang out with the guys at work after work a little bit, and then I you know I'll go over to the restaurant, but I don't I don't do nearly as much as I used to for myself or for fun. But enough about my therapy. Let's 
I was working for Inked Magazine. It's great. It's yeah. great. I do like a, um, their like music playlist every month. Oh, cool. And nice. I do some features with bands. But it's weird. It's like uh, some dudes in bands love talking about their tattoos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some dudes, it's like pulling teeth. And it's so weird to me because yeah. it's like, uh, why would you not want to talk about this? I feel like especially do a tattoo magazine. Like there's symbolism behind all this stuff. Like it's like, I feel like most people love to talk about your tat- their tattoos. Do yeah. you like talking about yours kind of individually? Not really. I mean, yeah. uh, but but I don't have like huge significance involved in most of my tattoos. You once told me that your tattoos you can trace by what was popular at the time. Oh, totally. You can tell I got tattooed in the 90s, definitely. It's a, you can look at like anyone who's got tribal on them or Japanese characters, like 90s, <laughs> right there. And now, you know, the trend is text on ribs. Yeah, that's going to end quick. Yeah. You know probably. what else I've noticed too, especially I think this is a recent trend, like younger kids in bands where like they'll get like mm-hmm. a sleeve done in like two yeah. sittings. Oh or yeah, yeah. yeah it's once. totally different. You can also yeah. I mean like I really respect a a sleeve that's built up of lots of yeah, individual pieces. It's a roadmap. It shows you literally like uh, I'm, I'm I don't have tattoos, but yeah. yeah, that's what I thought a sleeve was. Well, I tattoos, thought it was a journey. I think you know, tattoos before before what i don't know but a while ago uh you know they they kind of said don't talk to me and now they really say the opposite you know they're oh. they're you know you wouldn't walk up to somebody a heavily tattooed person and you know start a conversation unless you were also a heavily tattooed person maybe but now it's like everyone gets tattooed so it's that stigma is gone it's not tough guys you know it's normal people I see people at the grocery store, you know, right. doctor's offices, neck tattoos. People and- touch me, you know, they'll come up and like, oh, let me see that. You know, that's not, you know, that's not a, a barrier that would have been broken. Physical touch a while ago. No, totally. But people are also, I feel like, are really rude. Like, we have a couple friends with a lot of tattoos and like yeah. the girls I'm wearing with them. And people are like, did that hurt? Or how much did that cost? Right. It's like, would you ask someone how much like. <laughs> the boob job? How yeah, much? yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it seems like such a invasive well, kind of Well, it's just like, a conversation starter. They yeah. want to talk to that girl and that's all. You know, everyone starts with the, the that hurt line, pretty much. I like the the craft of it more than anything. I like watching people do it. I Me like watching too. you work. And this is one of the, you had like a theory behind the paper towels you use, and I see them in grocery stores, and I always remember you talking about that. Right? Yeah, it's definitely. It's like a, I, I think about how many specific soft brand. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely uh, better brands and really terrible brands. It's t- it's tough going to other countries because. You can't get your your good paper towels. And you do that a lot. Do you travel? I used to. I mean, since opening all the businesses, my lifestyle has changed drastically. Mm-hmm. So before, I had you know probably months of free travel time every year, and I would always take it. I'd love to get out of New York and wander the world as much as I could. And now I've you know I can't even remember the last place I've been. So don't open businesses is my lesson. <laughs> so that I mean, so I guess we'll we'll we'll. Uh, Pull into the train station there with yeah. the question of all right the the famous folks you have tattooed. Oh yeah, there's a lot of celebrities that in in our shop, which is kind of fun. You know, most of them are just normal folk. Some of them are you know a little outlandish, but most of them are really nice. My my uh, let's see, my favorite. I didn't I didn't tattoo this guy, but Patrick did. But my favorite normal guy was um, Daniel Day Lewis. That guy is just so cool. 
in person. He's, wow. You didn't even you didn't even know it was Daniel Day Lewis. Did he get a tattoo of a milkshake? Please say. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> you have a milkshake. <laughs> I have a milkshake. My favorite story about the, the fact is that that's an actual line from a, a lawsuit that happened about really? oil. Oh wow! It, was that Paul Thomas Anderson did that? There yeah. will be blood. He researched, found someone who wrote that. Like that was like. That was like a, a a trending topic of the time. It's like, oh, and he drank his milkshake. That's awesome. I love that. Daniel Day Lewis. Wow, who knew? Yeah. We just did first? Scarlett Johansson, and I tattooed her last a couple weeks ago. Wow, and she's wonderful in person. Right on. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But you know, I, I don't know. It seems silly the name dropping. We had like a list of like our celebrities on our website at first, and we were, we just said this is kind of pretentious. Let's take it down. So we, you know, we took we took that down and. We don't have, like, we try not to name drop, which I'm doing right now, but I try not well, to. Well, I asked, yeah. so okay. it's cool. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. I was like, who? <laughs> didn't, didn't the woman you, um, uh, Andrea, yes? Andrea, uh, yeah. yeah that, didn't she do Ozzy's? Yeah, yeah, she did. That was a funny, uh, do you remember the story? Mm-mm. There was some interview where he was being interviewed, and they were asking him about the, the tattoos and who did them. And he's like, I don't know, uh, somewhere in New York, and. Where Andrea was like, I tattooed his whole forearm. He doesn't even remember who did it. it awful. But he think, doesn't. He doesn't yeah, remember he doesn't much. Yeah. I'm sure Sharon knows right. and, and designed them and decided where they would go. Stood right there. Yeah, that's right. a shame. Wiped she's, the drool off his face. The right. worst. <laughs> I'm sure he's really nice. But but yeah, Andrea. She's she's got a lot of celebrities. She's been tattooing in New York for like 20 years. She doesn't now. She moved to Texas, but. Uh, I, I'm sure her list is much more impressive. Just the list in general. And uh, um, uh, you've got Graceland, Eastside mm-hmm. Inc., and the restaurant, which we'll all put links up on our oh, wait, thank on you. our website. And Graceland is it's ha- like a half hair salon, so yes. it's a little weirder, a little different. Do you yes. guys cut curly hair there? Oh no, no, no gingers either. <laughs> <laughs> No curls, no gingers is the sign on the door. Yeah. <laughs> so sick of Where this. Where is Graceland? It's on Lorimer uh, between Meeker and Frost. Oh. Right, right in the corner. These all have fabulous websites. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I'm trying to remember what was the last thing. I've been telling everybody you were coming in. I'm like, he's done. He's Kung Fu. He's a dancer. TMZ. <laughs> well, I'm resting on my laurels. I'm, I pretty much just work nowadays. Oh, yes. I remember. Thank heavens. Okay. Um. And this may or may not make it because it depends on your comfort level with it. Okay. Uh, the last Airbender. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I did the. He's talking about the last Airbender, that movie that won the uh, the Razzies for worst film for everything. Ever. Yeah. Um, I did the uh, fake tattoos for the, the little the twelve year old kid Ang um, Noah Noah Ringer as the actor who's super cool, nice kid. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, the movie turned out the way it did it's such a shame because one you i'd never heard of the cartoon so you yeah. told me about it and the cartoon is amazing it's so good oh my god are it you was... watching the new one no there's a new one. Oh my heavens really okay i'm go. i gotta go it's <laughs> it just started uh-huh. it's 80 years after oh. there's a new avatar what? and it's a girl and her name's cora and she's from the water tribe and she's being trained by ang's youngest son who's like an airbender and there's not many airbenders and he's like older and he's training 
badass. Sweet. You haven't watched it. It's good. He told me about this thing, and he was like, get everything on DVD. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's like for kids, but it's not just for kids. It's, it's not. It's, it's brilliant. It's not. Yeah. It's for 40-year-olds, too. No. It is. <laughs> you totally, uh, totally try watching it. If you watch it from the beginning, you'll get totally sucked in, and you'll watch, you'll watch all and of they, it. And they, all these kids do these. They're all benders, and they right. bend earth, water, yeah. air, fire. And they talk to, you know, martial arts, kung fu artists, and that's yeah, how they... Yeah, yeah. Each creates one creates the moves. This one's a little more the, the elements. Animation's a little more cowboy bebop than the. Oh, it's not the same guys. It's the same guys. They just kind of they varied. Oh, good. It's yeah. eighty years later, so it's now. I would see those guys on set sometimes, and <sighs> I just I was trying to read their minds a little bit. I think they were depressed, but I can't tell. You know, it's such a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't that's kind of an honor to? I mean, like at least if a movie's going to be bad, at right. least you're kind of getting more publicity. For I it. still won like four awards. They were just all yeah. for sucking. <laughs> 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 well, I want to. I don't want to end on, on on the downer. I know. Let's Shyamalan's career. I know. I'm. I'm, um, I'm I feel. And bad. what he did to you. Yeah, he's shafted me, <laughs> jerk. Uh, I have a friend who uh, his buddy was his roommate at like University of Pennsylvania, and so mm-hmm. I think he might have videotape of him throwing up in a pizza box, which we'll just have to find <laughs> and unearth. Positive. We'll put that on the website also. <laughs> we'll put that up there. I'll start a fucking for all of you M. who Night wondered Shyamalan. what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. This is for not doing the sequel to Unbreakable. <laughs> Damn it! I, I hope someone, I hope someone does the second Last Airbender. I uh, oh yeah, I hope they do that too. Yeah, someone put it together, finish the story. Go for you know, go for the second book. You guys need to watch it. It's sick. Yeah. So this I is Nick, really just a big commercial. So Nickelodeon for the all the fucking time. It's really really good. Uh, is there a do you have in your history of tattoos a favorite that you've done that you just like remember? Well, you know, it's usually what I'm working on at the time that's always my favorite. So right now I got a couple of big pieces that I'm real proud of, but they're not quite finished. So okay. there's a really great back piece of uh, Marie Antoinette, which I'm it's probably my favorite right now. Right on. And, and a giant uh, rooster that I'm doing on Bethany, my partner at uh, the, the hair salon. Giant rooster. Hot cock, yeah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. And done. Boom. <laughs> so who knew Josh Lord studied Kung Fu? Did you? <laughs> I bet you didn't. I bet you didn't either. Um, and he's done all kinds of... And also was a dancer. Like me. I'm not ashamed of it. Actually, when I was riding the train this morning, there was uh, a girl sitting next to me, a young girl, and she was a ballerina. You could tell by, you know, she had her hair tightly wound in a bun on her head, and she had her um, gear on. You would sticking out sideways. Yeah, well, she got up to stand to leave, and I was looking at her, and, like, her left foot is just completely turned to the side. (laughs) It was such a a dancer-looking thing. And uh, I love the ballet myself. Um, Did you have an umbrella? Because it might have been a little bit peri-wet outside. No, it's terrible. <laughs> and it's not. It's like 900 degrees. It is not really, at all. really hot. It is really very, hot. Very humid. But I've got, like, like, I was a dance major, and you would see, you could always tell the dancers because they just, everybody's feet are so fucked up. Right. Like, I walk that way. My feet are always sticking out. It's very, very hot. Walk awkward. like a duck? Uh, penguin. <laughs> Definitely waterfowl. <laughs> but you can't fly, hence the leaping. Uh, but everyone, check out East Side Inc. Yes. tattooed there. I think I'm going to get some, I think I'm going to go see Josh. I'm gonna really? Get some work done. Are you going to yeah. do it? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I really need, my hair is a mess. It is a mess. I need oh, to get it. Oh, you're going to go to Graceland. Hey. That has the, 
Yeah. They do the hair cutting. I'm still uninked and will stay that way. That's good. And Jenna, you're not getting inked because you don't want to be buried in Reform Cemetery. I don't really care about that. Yeah. Um, I, that used to be a big thing for me. Now it doesn't make a difference, but I haven't really felt I need I got, to get tattooed I got, either. I got my first tattoo when I was 23, and it was literally I woke up that morning. It was my birthday, and I went, you know what? I'm going to go get a tattoo of a halo on my neck. I think like I'd never thought about a tattoo before. And I woke up that morning and I went, well, if I have this thought, I should probably do it. So you're saying somebody planted that was, this in your mind? That was like your first alien? Yeah, one on my neck. So I went and got that done. I had long hair and never going to cut my hair. No one will ever see this. And you grow <laughs> up and you're like, crap. <laughs> this freaking Oreo. Could have been worse. This freaking Oreo on my neck. Could have been worse. Could have been Snoopy. Yeah. <laughs> I would, but so then like the more I've gotten, I just don't. You get to the point where you don't care because you're like, yeah, whatever. Just well, also tank. like what you do. It's like it's not like you're not going to get the job at J.P. Morgan because of your tattoo. You know, Th- that's changing. There's like uh, girls in the 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 veterinary clinic. I took my cat to that are you know have neck tattoos. Yeah, and that's right. that's like run by you know a very you know rural doctor from Charlottesville, yeah. and they, you know it's it's so common now. It that, is. It really is that you two are now the minority. Yeah. You know, especially around here, especially our, in our kids will have no desire to get tattooed. No. Nope. Yeah. They're yeah. Gonna, but they are going to come up with some nasty, nasty thing that's going to irritate the hell out. That's going to be technology hasn't been invented. It's going to be gonna some weird LEDs fu- yeah. under their skin. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's going to be some weird computer and built into their it. arm. That's what's going to scare me is like there's no one of one of uh, my wife's cousins let her daughter get her nose pierced at 14. And I went, that's cool and all. But. You're not letting her rebel, and that's important. So when she rebels, it's going to be hard. Yeah, might take some antibiotics. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like she's going to let like like. What happened to your hand? You have a hook? Yeah, man. (laughs) Check that shit out. Right? Yeah, it's true. We call this we call this land mining. You cannot get that done at Eastside Inc. No. <laughs> no land mining. <laughs> all righty. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you all next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.